and welcome to episode 198 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Okay, so we were just chatting slightly because I was telling you, Henny, about yeah. glasses. Yes. So for those people that wear glasses, you know, for me, I find it just like buying a bathing suit. I find it very painful. I, I'm overwhelmed sometimes by the number of different frames, and some of them are just slightly different. Right. And that, you know, so, so anyways, I mean, I think this is, I think this in like in four years this is the fourth time I've got glasses. Now I do not have oh. coverage for that. I, because, you know, because doing like the fast math, I know it's ridiculously expensive, but I, I mean, obviously I have to wear them every day. I can't see a bloody thing. I can't read anything, whatever. Right. But right. anyway, so we go in the last two week. Two weekends we had gone on Saturdays and just quickly looked. Oh, and I was like, no, no, no. Sometimes they were like nice because I, I end up, the ones I always like, the frames I like are like the generic brand from the store, which are always like, they're the ones I like the look of, but they're the quality sucks and I'm so right. hard on them. Right. Okay. And so, you know, I was looking at like Bulgari and this and that. And then I'm like looking at how much just the frame is. And I'm just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, it's but so you can... ex- it's so expensive that it is if it is not exactly perfectly what you want, it's not worth it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing. So the Bulgari or whatever, Tiffany, I don't like because I don't like the colors and my mother-in-law wears Tiffany glasses. And so I'm just <laughs> out of whatever, I won't have them uh, or she has in the past. Yeah. And, and so anyway, I'm like, oh my gosh. So those, the higher end brands now, almost every single one that I t- took out to try on, this year's like fashion or or what's in style right. is a lot of bling oh. and gold uh, arms. Neither am I a fan of. Gotcha. You know, I had a pair on and they were super nice. And then all I can see is bedazzled at the corners. No. Oh, like out of the corner of your eye, you can see the sparkle. I can, on. Yeah, because it's right there and I don't like it. Yeah, no. Don't like it. No. So, literally, I had Phil taking photos. Oh, because I sent you photos. Yeah, you did. So, that was like the first day I'd gone out, and I didn't see really anything I really liked. Last week, we went into a place, and they had a lot. So, then I found that overwhelming. While I do want to have a good variety, I'm overwhelmed (laughs) when it, there's a line it crosses. Plus, the air conditioning, the air conditioning was not working in there. I go in, I said to Phil, what in the hell is happening in here? Like, when... When the sweat is dripping down your chest into your bra and down the back. Gross. No, that is way too hot. That is not a good shopping experience when I'm going to drop a lot of money. That is not a good shopping experience. No. (laughs) And I said to Phil, aren't you like, because he's a bigger baby than me. I'm like, aren't you roasting? I can see the back of his shirt. He has a light colored shirt on it. It's just like a big big wet streak yeah and he says well, no he goes no you kind of get used to it <laughs> <laughs> and in my head I'm like I can't I can't pick a frame out here and then have to go through all the shenanigans that also goes with that no. and I said I said I can't get my eyes checked again I hear I just don't I don't want to do it because 
Phil has to translate for me. How do you say no? It's a little bit no better. No last one. No, no. Oh my you know, goodness. You know, because you know, like when you go to do those things, they like flick and it hardly even looks different. And you're like, you have to really yeah. think, uh, does that look better? Yep. Mm -hmm, no, last one. This one, click, 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 you know. <laughs> anyway, he says, no, I think they can just, I, I brought your prescription from last time. He said, are the glasses fine? I said, yeah, they're fine. He said, okay, well, I brought the, I brought the prescription. He goes, and then they can probably just look at your lenses, like check the thing. I said, okay, fine. But I have progressives, right? So that's right, also right, just right. one more thing because if they don't put the line in the right place, then, you know, you feel sick and the whole bit. So anyway, I said, I can't do this today. This is way too hot. So we had gone and had lunch. <laughs> we went and had lunch, which was when we had now our number one burger in Lima oh. at a restaurant that is not a burger place. It was so freaking good. Anyways, we had that. And then we walked, we were walking and I said, oh, you know, what? there's a little eyeglass place just on the side street here. I said, I always see like two young guys standing in front of it with their like uniforms on. But I said, and they've only got, it's very tiny in there. Okay. And so anyway, so we go in and Phil's talking to the guy. So it's like, I forget who owns the company. Phil says, I actually think it's lens crafters. It's also buys their glasses from the same manufacturer. Oh, okay, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. So anyway, like in five minutes, honey, I pick out a pair and, and then they're like, Oh, but, and this is how they get you. The second pair is half price. Yep. That is how they get you. <laughs> you know, the bait was hanging there or the hook was there. And I just, and you just I, took it. Yeah. I took it. So anyways, but they said, well, you can get sunglasses if you want. Now I've had prescription sunglasses before, but I did not do bifocal. That was a big mistake because I could never, you can't wear them and walk. And then I was carrying like, you know, a pair of sunglasses for walking, which no prescription. Then the ones, if I was going, like if we were somewhere where you wanted to read outside, like at a mm. pool or whatever, then I have those and I have my other glass. Like, okay, this is all too much. Too much. Too much. Too much yeah. So I totally regretted getting those. Anyway, so now I am getting um, the progressive sunglasses also. Okay, okay. But it was like lickety split, Bob of chicks. Very quick. It was so fast. I was very proud of myself. I find that that shopping often is that way. Like with certain things, like with shoes, for example, you can try on, you can go to a store and try on 10 different pairs of shoes and none of them are right. You can also walk into a store and the first pair you try on, those are, those are them, you yeah. know? Yeah. Don't you, you know, I could think, do you think the same rule can apply to uh, a mate or a partner? Like if you have <laughs> yes. too many options, <laughs> if you have too many options, it's overwhelming. Actually, there is okay. I have heard, yeah, um, not necessarily you know scientifically backed you know research that you know a journal has you know peer reviewed studies or anything, but just uh, thinkers in general talking about. Uh, online dating and dating through apps and mm -hmm. and one of the patterns or one of the themes that comes up is that that is potentially problematic is that it's so easy to just like swipe through and see another person another person another person another person another person that people are ex like overly picky uh-huh because 
because it's like you said, there there's a, a wealth of options. Yeah. And so that is, it, I think it is, I think in the same way as it is for the, you know, lenses for glasses, if there are too many to pick from, none of them are right because, you know, mm -hmm. there's just too many. But if you've got a, a select few, but I mean, you could also have a select few to pick from and none of those are right either. Yeah, well, going, so that's interesting that you brought up about the dating app because I listened, I was listening to a podcast last week and I don't, I can't remember exactly, but basically it was sort of the same thing. It mm -hmm. said like about attractive people on them. So if there's like a hundred men mm -hmm. and 20 of them are super attractive mm -hmm. and you've only got 30 women maybe who are viewing right is that the percentage of men like everybody is all the all like the 97 percent of the women i think it was will be only attracted to those 30 percent oh interesting like, oh yes and so the other people get totally discounted totally only only on whatever the images that they've put up to represent themselves and that or and or misrepresent themselves <laughs> mm -hmm. yes oh and wow so it's not, that's super interesting it's so it it's like because of then what it does to people who are on these apps that don't get anyone that takes any interest in them mm -hmm. is how that affects their self-esteem but it mm -hmm. also really uh the pool of men who were even being given an option, they have their pick of of the whole. I don't even want to say litter because that now sounds really terrible to say Awful. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, but they, but they, like, is it that men in general find more women attractive than women find men? Like, is that what happens? No, no, no. It's because there's there's. I think typically there's more men on the app than there are women. Oh, That's so there's just. Oh, okay, yeah. I see, I see, I see. So that's one that's one portion. But oh, also okay. because women are attracted to something, some characteristic of men, but only a very small percentage of men actually have that characteristic. Right, but right, that right. is not, but if you ask them out of a list of like 20 things that you're attracted to in a mate or a mm -hmm. partner, mm -hmm. That may, that's probably, there's probably like, you know, 15 things on there or 18 things. But you, but that one thing is if they haven't got that one thing, you've discounted all the others. Meanwhile, right. but it would have been, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and sort of the same, you know, it, it kind of connects back to what you were talking about, about this, you know, when you have a, you know, a, a wealth of, of options that you, you nitpick more, right? Yeah. Because if you yeah. know you only have 20, people to look at for example mm -hmm. you're not going to necessarily look for that one characteristic you're going to look for a, a greater span of things right yeah. but if you have 200 people to look at you have to narrow it down somehow mm -hmm. yeah 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 that's yeah i mean there are there are a lot of there is a lot of research that has been done in the past and i know there there is one it could be more than one, but I know there's one particular study get, that gets cited frequently about how 
people are discriminated against due to their race on these dating apps that that there is there is actual scientific data behind which races of people get talked to more online in these dating apps and you know and for men and for women it's different because i know the bottom of the barrel for women are black women they're they're the ones who get the least amount of uh, like pings or talks or likes or wow. swipes or whatever. But for men, I believe if I'm, if I'm remembering the article correct for men, it's Asian men that are at the bottom. Interesting. So, and, and that is like, le- like a legitimate study that was done several, that many years ago, maybe I, I could for maybe, maybe it's 10 years ago already. Huh. But, and was that based on um, their, um, uh, just because of the uh, the race or ethnicity, or is it stereotypes associated? Well, I think I think it's all conne- like I think it's all connected because when you are it, when you're faced with an image of a person, mm-hmm. and you are deciding I want to talk to that person or I don't want to talk to that person, I think when you see whatever that person looks like, I think you can't help but have stereotypes of mm-hmm. like what you think that person might be like. Like, you know, I, I mean, this this particular study, you know, was looking at was looking at the number of times that people were talked to or desired through these apps. Um and using race as a marker, mm-hmm. but um, I, I mean, stereo, like it, you know, whatever sort of, uh, you know, in bias that we have and stereotypes that we have, like that must play a role in mm. what we find attractive. Yeah. But you wonder, yeah. Are there any apps out there where they don't, you don't put, you don't upload an image? I don't know. I don't know. I th- there I I think there are so many different apps out there at this like in 2023, I think there are so many different mm. apps out there that there very well could be. But yeah. here's the difficulty. Here's the here's the 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 stressor for for like th- for me thinking about it is if I'm going to meet someone that like in person that I met mm-hmm. online yeah. and I've never even seen a picture of them. Yeah. I mean, it could be, however, that you've seen a picture and that picture is not them. Like that does happen yeah. too. So yeah. I mean, I guess maybe if you were, okay. So if you were going to have an app where, you know, it's kind of like the voice, like where they hear the voice, but they can't yeah. see you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you were going to have an app where you didn't upload a picture, and so you yeah. you had to match based on some other element, then you could like chit chat a little bit and decide whether or not you had, to, you wanted to meet. Then you could say, let's video, like let's FaceTime before we meet. Like you, you could take that step on your own right I, I mean, right you would have to because I don't think I would want to go into that not even knowing who I was looking for when I got there I don't 
Well, they could be holding a red rose, you know. <laughs> be like the <laughs> ultimate blind date. <laughs> <laughs> or or from the Pina Colada song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that. I mean, that's... Would we be can plan our escape. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> when I was doing the online dating thing oh my goodness that was a long time ago that was almost nine years ago um but honestly every time I was going to meet someone for the first time I was always a bundle of nerves like because it's all those things it's like okay so I've seen the picture of this person is that the person that's actually that I'm actually going to meet then of course I have my strange phobia about like not not recognizing a person when I feel like I should. So now I'm like, first of all, I'm nervous that I'm not going to see the person because I'm like, maybe their picture is wrong. Now yeah. I'm nervous because maybe their picture is right. And I'm still not going to notice that it was them. And then, and then there's the added element of like, also now I'm on a first date and I have to like, you know, talk to this person and yeah see see if this person is worth my time jeez it all yeah it's 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 all bad although in the same way that you can try on a hundred pairs of glasses and they're all wrong yes one on your face and you know it's right you know my experience with dating is that it also works that way yeah you can yeah. go on a lot of really bad first dates and none of them are right. And then you go on one and you just know that's it. That's the one. Yeah. How many, how many do you think you went on or do you know the number? Oh, I, you know what? I think maybe at one time I knew the number. How many, how many first dates did I go on? Mm, probably like 15. Uh Okay. And that was felt like fifteen too many. <laughs> I was recently I was recently talking about this actually with someone because they were saying like, well, how many second dates did you go on? And two. <laughs> two. And yeah. was, was was one of those second ones, Mark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most mo- mostly, it was just first dates, and that was the end. <laughs> but here's like here's the thing about you know looking for that one specific characteristic. You know, like you when you are looking for one thing, you do mm-hmm. close yourself off to a lot of other things, right? And, yeah. And yeah. had I been, had I kept my parameters tighter <laughs> as I had initially, um, I wouldn't have met Mark because there are a lot of things about him that I did not think I was looking for. So, you yeah. know, you yeah. just, you just never know. No, that's, that's it. And the other thing is, is that you don't even know what, what you what you might like if you haven't had it before or experienced yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, I think we all know if we've, if we've had a relationship with someone and there's certain things that are like deal breakers and then you sense that you're like, mm, not even going to give you another chance because my spidey senses are already up. Yeah. I already feel that something's not right. Yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did get to miss all of that. I, you know, I just, I, I just, you know what, you know, what, you know where mine was. Mine, my dating app was working at McDonald's. That's where I met everybody. <laughs> I mean, the, two husbands and another fiance. Yep, uh, it worked. <laughs> it really worked. <laughs> No, yeah. fiance, ex husband, and a husband. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't say two husbands. That's a that's a whole different story. <laughs> oh Lord above. Lord yeah, above. I mean it's really great. I think if you can meet people, you know, in your regular daily life. I mean, it could be really great, or it could be a problem. You know, like. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know as I would want to be partnered with someone that worked at the same school as me. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, it all depends. Like, I think I would be happy to be, I, I think I would be happy for my partner to work in the same place, but I wouldn't be happy to have 15 other people that I'd been on first dates with at my workplace. Yes. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Which is, and it, which is why most organizations frown upon it. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And and I can appreciate why that would be. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I frown upon it also now. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've already taken full advantage. That's right. <laughs> so this month on um the podcast we can do hard things. They they went into the new year with, you know, not um, setting necessarily um, resolutions, but maybe right. things that you want to you want to do or things that you no longer want to do. So you you want you you're happy just to be done with whatever, you know. Okay. So I wrote a couple down when I was listening because every week they've had a different it's like like sort of grouping of like of a topic that okay. they were and so this one was the things that you just you were just done with you just wanted to let go of and and so Abby um Wambach said you know what I I think it was her anyway some one of the one of them said that I really want to stop that when that someone someone whether it's you know in their family or whatever comes up to them and just says something that I don't hear it something that I feel that I need to solve for them meaning so an example would be oh I'm supposed to do the dishes um but I'm so exhausted Mm -hmm. or have some yeah something like that I mean that's Mm -hmm. kind of very simple but 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 so what you're what she's saying is someone comes up and says i'm supposed to do the dishes but i'm so exhausted and so she hears that as you're asking me to do the dishes i need to go and do the dishes now no yes or instead of just no she just instead of her hearing it as it is just a statement two separate things the dish i'm i'm responsible for doing the dishes and i'm and but i'm also tired right so we assume that what they're asking is for us to come up with a solution to it. Okay. Okay. And, and 
but they're and not they're, they're just yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, it sounds a little bit like the conversation that we've had in the past where it's like, you know, when someone tells you something, it's like, are they looking to, are they looking for a solution? Are they looking for sympathy? Are they looking for, yeah. you know, um, uh, empathy? Are they looking for, you know, what kind of reaction are they looking for from you? It sounds yeah. a little bit like that, but but I I hear what, what she's saying that people say things and her immediate response is, "This is a problem I'm supposed to solve." Yes, and it actually now I know it was it was the sister who did that, and she was talking really about her kids and her husband. Okay, and so the 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 flip side is when you have especially like uh young people but this also happens in a workplace because okay. as a, an employer or a boss or a supervisor or a manager or whatever is that someone comes to you and you automatically say okay I'm going to I'll you know you'll take care of that the bad part about doing that is mm -hmm. that you never allow people to develop the skill to be able to either figure something out if that's what they wanted or just to know that they they can just voice this and you're not you that you don't hear it from them as a problem maybe they mm. they weren't they didn't think that there was something that had to be fixed or or need it was a, a an issue they're just making statements and so and that's okay mm. also do you know what i mean like I, that mm -hmm. just sounded really messy the way i said it but, no, but it but it makes sense right that that someone could just be saying to you, like, this is what's happening right now, or this is what I'm feeling right now, or this is what I'm thinking through right now. And, and that's all they're just saying it. And so then if you did swoop in to do something about it, they yeah. might be like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. Or do you think I can't do it? Or they never learn that they even need to or how to do that, so, how to manage that. So this, I think, like, is especially important that if if you are constantly swooping in and doing things for you or for other people, then they never learn how to do it themselves. That's uh, yeah. And that that was that that was, I think, the big picture because she was really it was really she was talking specifically about her kids. And, I'm you know. not guilty of that at all. Yeah. OK. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, okay, she says. <laughs> but on the but but for herself, she said. But when she does that, she's also exhausted. Uh huh. Does that resonate? Uh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I truly was not thinking about you when I said it, but it, if the shoe fits, uh, the shoe fits. <laughs> the yeah. shoe fits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and so I I mean I I thought about that. I mean I I know that I I I find it even difficult with my adult children not to be just like, oh well, well I can do that or don't worry about it or mm -hmm. you know, here's some money. Mhm. Mm you know? Um Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, huh, okay, well, that, I, 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 I can do a better job of that. So that's something also. And for me, for when it's an adult children, it's more about not making them feel like they can't take care of themselves, that they're not capable, that they, that they, 
don't want to stop telling me things because they feel like, well, you're always just trying to take over, you know? Mm -hmm. So those, I was a good reminder, like for me to be like, hmm, okay, that sits well. The Mm -hmm. second thing that I wrote down was how often do we say, oh, I should do this. I should do that. No, you either going to, I'm going to do it or you're not going to do it. Now that, I mean, that really, if I think about a couple of things, I shouldn't eat this. Mm-hmm. My God, I should go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I re- but I really should go to the gym, but I'm so exhausted. I just want to lay here. Mm-hmm. And so, but there's that inner turmoil that happens when you're, mm-hmm. because the longer you sit and think about what you shouldn't or should have done, because it's not even something that we think about before because there's also the after effect is I should not have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did. <laughs> yeah. No. I did it and or I didn't do it. And so there's also there's different different feelings like the things that how we feel about ourselves in each of those scenarios. But we often and I think I say we, I, I think that a lot of a lot of us who are trying to either remove weight, manage weight, be healthier, be more active are often caught in the I should do more than I'm doing or I yes. should do this and I don't. Yes. And so I thought for myself like I often think that like oh I should go and do that. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I've been more, this, like, I listened to this like three days ago and I was like, you know what? I know I need to be more decise, right? Ah. In what I want to do. I'm going Either to do, I'm going I'm to do this or I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And that's fine. And then, then there's, uh, the decision has been made. The sh- when you say should, it's still up for debate. Yeah. And the challenge with should too is according to whom? Yes. You yes. know, like I should do this because someone told me that I should like that yes. I was meant to do it or I should do it because I made a commitment to do it or I should like like why should like who yeah who is behind I, that, right? Yes. Yeah, I, that's actually another layer, isn't it? Yeah. You, because I think if you I, maybe if if we're saying should, yeah, you're right. Is it fueled by something that we truly do want to do or don't want to do mm-hmm. or what because, we perceive others to expect of us? Yeah, absolutely. Because I also use that terminology. Like I often say I should do this or I should do that. And, and there are a lot of things that I will find myself like in a particular moment and I'll say, oh, well, I should do this. And then I get up and go and do it, you know, like, but there are other things that I think I should do this. And then I don't, you know, like, and so I'm trying to think now, like, what are those things? Like what, what category are the things that I say Mm. to myself, I should go do this and I go and do it. Or I should go do this and I don't do it, you know, like, yeah. and, and is, 
is there something similar about those groups of things or not or you know whatever like I don't know but here's the thing Hen if you if you why even say I should like to yourself I should do this because then you get up and do it anyway yeah so why don't you just get up and do it yeah like I, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering. Like I, I don't know for myself because I, I, I have, I do have done the same thing. Yeah. And I just wonder why do we put that extra? Yeah. It's well. It's it's almost like a little extra bit of guilt. You know, like <laughs> yeah. You know, because of course it always happens with like there's a moment of pause. You know, yes. the moment you climb into bed, the wow. moment you sit down on the couch. The moment you like put something down and things are quiet, that's the moment when your head goes, I should do this. And, and sometimes that Mm. then translates into going to do it. And sometimes it doesn't, but there is that moment. Like, I think it's, it's that, that, that moment of, I, rest it it feels harsh. I'm gonna call it I'm gonna call it rest <laughs> yeah I was gonna say like it's that moment of like almost like it's a belief I don't deserve to have this moment yes. of rest yes you know and, but but then I felt that maybe to say like I don't deserve it felt a little harsh like maybe that's not always 100% true when I'm thinking of myself but but I think there is a piece of that right like I haven't done enough yet to be allowed to have to take the moment and so Mm -hmm. I have to keep going Mm -hmm. but but maybe my body is telling me I have done enough right and so that's why my mind has to say okay but you should do this now (laughs) you know yes yeah but then but then I think when we get into other things where we're like well I should do this or I should have done that but I didn't like those are things I think when often it's the the should is the pressure is coming from outside of ourselves right And, and so then and I think there is a lot of freedom and a lot of empowerment in like what you're talking about is just making the decision and just saying I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know, like, you know, these people are telling me that if I want this, I should do this. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. 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 I think the, I think is another one is like, I think we often say, I think Um, when it comes to being active, I, for myself, that's when I find that often being like, oh, I really should go and stretch. Oh, I should go and do this. There is a part that is because I know I will feel better after Mm -hmm. I do it. And then why you don't do it is another whole reason. (laughs) Yeah, yeah which we never find the answers to really. We don't really know why. Um, <laughs> yeah. But doing, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I find even just, re, I mean, it's, an, it's a regular, it's something that's regularly said, especially when you're talking to anybody about activity. As soon as you ask people that, 
-hmm. oh, you know, like, you know, if they ask, well, how many times do you do this? Well, this many, but I know I should do more. Mm -hmm. We're never satisfied. I think that is true for anything related to health. Yeah. Right? If if someone yeah. asks you, well, how much water do you drink? Well, I drink this much, yes. but I know I should do, you know, well, how yes. much sleep do you get? Well, I go to bed at this time, but I should, do, you know, well, yes. like, you know, how many calories do you eat in a day or, you know, or whatever it might be, yes. like, you know, like no. I, I think, and, and it, and that's why I'm, I'm really thinking about, you know, where is the should coming from? Who is telling you that this is what you yeah. need? Yeah. Well, we know who is, well, everybody else who feels that they know more than you or mm-hmm. you're trying to do what other people are doing mm-hmm. or the media or marketing. And and I mean, and it's true that if you want certain things and you want your body to be a certain way and you want your body to do certain things that you may have to do certain things to get there like if you want your body to be more flexible you Mm -hmm. will especially if you're not you know a teenager or younger you will likely have to do some stretching you know like now you might never be able to do the splits but but if you want to be more flexible than what you currently are likely you're gonna have to do some stretching you know, like yeah. if if you regularly have headaches from dehydration, likely you're going to have to drink some more water. You know, like like there are certain things scientifically that are going to help you, you know, f- feel or be whatever it is that you're looking for. But even in those cases, you know, if you're saying to yourself, well, I should do this, but like, I can't do that, or I should do this, but I didn't, or I should, well, I mean, then maybe you have to renegotiate what you want. That's, that. that's it. It's, I think I was thinking, you know, every time I say should, I really need to be thinking, okay, why am I even considering whatever I should be doing? Like, what, 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 do I really want to do it? And if not, then I should just stop even saying anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do it. That's it. Why? Because I don't want to. Yeah. Because I don't like it. Because it doesn't bring me joy. So interesting. So interesting that you're, that you're talking about this because I just read, I just read this, um, it was a really like quick, short little book and I'm not sure how it came on my radar even and it's called decolonizing wellness oh okay. um, by dahlia kinsey and it's it is a book about like anti-diet culture pro self-care pro health and wellness but specifically written for not me. <laughs> it's specifically written for <laughs> queer, trans, BIPOC, like people of a, of marginalized communities. And just, and then talking about like all of these things, the idea of self-care, the idea of diet, the idea of wellness, and how that ha- is a colonial structure that is, you know, rooted in white supremacy and privilege and all of those things. And so really thinking at like, and looking to 
what what do these things really mean and how can we really how can all people really achieve them how can all people achieve wellness how can all people achieve self-care you know and and there were pieces of things we've talked about recently that that came up in the book like what is self-care you know like mm. like you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be spending the money on a massage, you know, like it could mm-hmm. be all these other things. Um, but what you're just talking about now, too, with the, you know, it's not about it's not about what I should or shouldn't or should or should have. It's I I'm doing this. I'm not doing this. And I'm not doing this because I don't want to do it. You know, it, yeah. and it reminded me of the book when you said it doesn't bring me joy because there, because in the, the thing that is most interesting about the book is that at the end of every chapter, they have like some journal prompts and there, and there are things like, you know, um, there are questions to ask yourself, like, do you feel good when you put your clothes on in the morning? Like, do the clothes mm-hmm. you, sorry, the question is, I said the question poorly. Do you, do the clothes you wear make you feel good about yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do, wh- one of them was, you know, do you take time to enjoy the food you're eating? Uh, one of them was something about, do you, um, do you regularly eat food that you don't like, but you have told, no. you've been told have health benefits. You know, like there no. are all these different, <laughs> no, <laughs> I will not eat a plain rice I, cake. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. I will not be eating cauliflower rice. Thank you very much. <laughs> you don't like cauliflower rice? Mm, no. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I Let's like see. it. I learned I, something. Okay. I like it if it's mixed up in things. Yeah. But like, but, not just, a... but like, just like, oh. you know, have some, like have a piece of meat and then have some cauliflower rice on the side. Oh, no. No, thank you. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. No, me neither. No, no, no. No. no but no. like, a, and a stir fry with a bunch of stuff, a soy sauce or some other stuff. I'm like, Jimmy. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah. That'd be okay. In a, in a veggie stir fry with the cauliflower. Yeah. That would be fine. I, I'd yeah. be into that. Yeah, I'd be. Yeah. yeah. So like it was all those kinds of questions that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like these are good questions. These are good Very ways good. of thinking yes. of wellness, you know, in its, you know, in its entirety. Yeah. But really focused on making it like personalizing it to you. Yeah, and and isn't that really the key is like finding those things like you know you, you have to set yourself up for success and and you have, it's like going through every sort of aspect of things that affect how you feel about you like clothing's a big thing mm-hmm. like I if something doesn't fit me right anymore or whatever I literally now honey I get rid of it yeah I I don't want to look at it and keep having to try or wishing no. it's a visual reminder yeah and I that is and, or wearing something that is just not comfortable and you're like no. pulling and tugging it. No. I, 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 I've spent a lot of years doing that and yeah. I just, Won't do I don't anymore. have the energy. Yeah. No, I, it yeah. was, I remember like, I be like anything you have, if you, you should be able to open your drawers in your closet and every single thing that you have that's there fits you at this time in the body that you have. Yeah. 
Like, and, and start your day be, off right. And should feel good. Like should feel yes. comfortable, should feel like you. Because I've had that too where I I had things that I thought I should have. Well, there's that word should Ooh. again. Because, <laughs> because yeah. like it, it gives off <laughs> a certain... You know, like to have something that's, you know, more professional or, you know, like, and, and even that, like, it's, it's not, if it's not me, I'm not going to wear it. Like, I'm just, I'm just not going to wear like a button up blouse with a collar. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. You know, and like, that's not to say that I, that I, that I would never put something like wear something that is dressy because I do like to dress up from time to time but Mm -hmm. there are but I'm very particular about like what I like you know and and what Mm -hmm. and what feels good I I especially liked at the end of every chapter the journal prompts I thought they were really Mm. quite interesting Mm -hmm. there was one other thing in the book that I made note of to to remind myself to talk to you about because I thought it was so fascinating because there was a whole chapter about, you know, self-care and wellness related to food and establishing a positive relationship with food and, you know, uh, eating the things that you like and eating an amount that feels good and like all these things that we know to be true, right? But they had, they had this one suggested practice to try and they said you know pick like um pick something like a snack or a a a, like a a food a treat something that you really really like like something that you that is your favorite absolute thing and schedule a time three separate times when you're going to eat that thing and it's the thing and you absolutely love it and so they said one of those times should be when you know you're not really hungry but you really just want to eat something eat it mm-hmm. then eat it then and pay attention to how good it tastes and how good you feel another time eat it when you are physically hungry eat that thing that you love pay attention to how good it tastes how much you like it and how it makes you feel and then the third time eat it right after you finish eating. So you finish eating and then eat the thing that you really love and pay attention to how good it tastes and how much you love it and how it makes you feel. And and then see what the difference is. So does this one objective food item that you say you love, does it taste the same in all three of those instances? Does it make you feel the same in all three of those instances? And I thought, Mm -hmm. And so then, I mean, I haven't done it because I just like I just read the book a couple of days ago, but I think I might do it just to try it. Yeah. I bet that it does not taste the same in each of those three instances. Well, I think it will probably be in the first bite will taste the same, but definitely I, if I'm thinking for me, if I think about something sweet there are times like if I am really full, that is something that I I will not enjoy. I know it's just going to make me feel ill, yeah. even if it's my very favorite thing. Yeah. 
If I'm as, hungry, it depends on how much hung, how okay, hungry I am. If I'm starving, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to enjoy it either. I'm going to wolf it down. He knows. And Sandy. the first scenario was what? When, when you're not really hungry, but you want something to eat. That I would enjoy it the most then, I guess. I like, so I guess too. out of those three scenarios, when is the best time? I don't know that you have to think, why am I eating anything? <laughs> like, <laughs> based on all of those <laughs> options. Yeah. I just thought yeah. it was just. It was just like a little exercise that I've never heard of before. And yet yeah. I think it's, it would be an interesting way to just think about, well, even just, even not even doing it, even just the process of thinking about it and thinking about and predicting how that would feel. It makes yeah. you really aware of the things that you eat. And yeah. why you're eating them and yeah. whether or not you you physically need them or whether or not you yeah. emotionally need them. You know, like like I think with something that is a treat, I feel the same way. Like if I'm really hungry, like like I have not had something to eat in a long time and my stomach is growling and I really need something to eat, I don't want I mean maybe my head says grab the treat grab the treat but I know that <laughs> I don't actually want the treat like I want yeah. something substantial and filling and and hearty yeah. you know yeah yeah well I, I mean I think that's just come with a better connection between what the mind is saying and the and, yeah. and telling you and how your body well, feels and, like the and connection between them. A hundred percent. And that's what this section of the book was all about, right? Like that this is yeah. what you need to do. And this is why like everyone has to go on this journey themselves to figure mm -hmm. out, you know, what, what is my relationship with food right now? What is working well? What needs to change? What, you know, what is serving me and what isn't, you know, and, and yeah. do I have a clear connection between, you know, what my mind is saying and how my body is feeling and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can think because I don't do it as much now, but, um, the, you know, at different points, um, I would think about, okay, cause I'd have my weigh in day and then I'd eat anything and everything. Right, right, and I'm right. thinking about all those things. I'm buying everything in anticipation, whatever, eating, and I'm not even, I'm not hungry. I don't really want it, but I also is like, if I don't have it today, I don't get it, so I eat it anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then it, but then it morphed into, this is my way in day, and on that day, I'm going to eat. Um, uh, I'm going to have one certain meal or one thing that is the thing. And I am thinking about that from like the week before, like, you know, it's already right. like I've had, and then I, the whole week, but then I've, I, and then I would get to that point and I would eat it even if I really didn't want it. Yeah. Then because, got to because you, you, you built yourself, you'd prepared yourself and like built yes. it up in your head for an entire week. But, but it is true that sometimes you get to the week and you're like, okay, but 
this isn't even what I want right now, but I mean, exactly. I guess I've but been this planning is... for it for a whole week. So, or I, I, this is the day that I've planned everything else around, you know, when I was much more structured with yeah. things. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. And then, and then I would get to another, the next level is even if that was the day I was going to have it. Okay. You know what? I don't even actually want it. I'm not going to eat it just for the sake of eating it. But it's interesting to see how over time you do get a bit better when you put things in practice and you're aware of them also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, now it'll be like the weekends are always a little bit looser, but it used to be Friday right through Sunday. So now it's right. not. And it wasn't crazy any day. And it was I still track and it's all within my points. But right. just because I have all of the points available doesn't necessarily mean it's going to give me the result in the long term that I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I've, you know, now I've I've fine tune those sort of things. Um while still enjoying things that I want and also the things that come up unexpectedly. Yes. Maybe it's a Wednesday, not a weekend. Exactly. Because there's always those things. And before it was so hard on like, absolutely not say no to things. No, I'm not having it. I'm a martyr. Nothing here for me. Mm -hmm. Nothing here for me to eat. Nothing. Not one thing. I was so (laughs) terrible. It's embarrassing. (laughs) but you know we grow and we get better at at navigating life and yeah i guess we do we do at least we try to okay all right honey so then today i was listening to the um we can do hard things and the and it was they were giving out real life hacks and so Glennon's was, she said, she started bringing up, she brought up about, about the frog. Oh. And so did you know, do you know the origin of eat your frog? Cause some, no. one of them said, well, where does that come from? I think it was Mark Twain. Mark Twain had written something about if you eat a frog in the morning, that will be the worst thing that happens to you during that day. Oh, I've heard that quote before. Okay, that is where the term about eating your frog, doing those things that you don't want to do. Oh, yeah, here, sorry, I looked up Mark Twain's quote. Mark Twain once said, I mean, you know, whether or not it's true, we're just assuming it is. Eat a live frog first thing in the morning and nothing Mm -hmm. worse will happen to you the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So she, what she says and what she has really tried to teach her children is you do worst thing, first thing. Oh, I like that. I knew you would. As a child, and even now as an adult, but as a child, uh, speaking of eating, on my plate, I always ate the worst thing, first thing. For sure. No, me too, Always. because you're the, the best thing you wanted to savor. Exactly. But that doesn't really make a lot of sense either because, okay, just as we're okay. talking about. <laughs> okay, but here is the thing, Sandy, that I will tell you that I always ate worst thing, first thing, and I saved the best for last. And my 
like my longest time friend who is who is and always has been and continues to be extremely thin and seemingly eats whatever she wants whenever she wants to eat it she always ate the best thing first always my whole like we've known each other since we were 15 our whole lives she always ate the best thing first and i always thought it was ridiculous i thought it was ludicrous that she was eating the first the best thing first <laughs> why wouldn't you save it for last and she thought what i was doing was silly because what happens when you get full and so then yeah. my answer was oh, you eat it anyway i don't <laughs> yeah yeah hmm but maybe hmm. maybe there's something to be learned from <laughs> You know, my my 120 pound friend and then me. <laughs> this is this is the uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I really like this outside of food. I I like this idea of worst thing, first thing. Yeah. Get get the worst thing out of the way. Yes. And yeah. then you can, and then you can enjoy the other stuff, or you can deal with the stuff that's not so bad. Right. And and for her, she actually didn't even talk about anything else on the list because when you know, I've always sort of thought about, well, there's always those things on your list, and then that's the thing, and you never ever do it. You do all the other things, like the, you know, eat the tadpoles mm-hmm. along the way. But she said all it does is just all you're thinking about, and you make it actually even bigger than it actually is. That is true. And so especially if either. it's sitting on the to-do list always, like it, it becomes yeah. an ominous thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I knew you would like that. I knew you I, would like it. I, okay. I'm going to ask people on Instagram today. Yes. Oh. Uh, do you eat the worst thing first thing or oh. Oh, do yeah. you eat the best thing first thing? I'm okay. Curious. Let's guess. I'm curious okay. what our listeners okay. do. Okay, what does Tim do? Oh my goodness. I'm going to guess something and then I'm going to be wrong and he's going to be angry at me. I think, I think that he would eat the best thing first. Because he likes himself a piggy treat and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think he would be tempted by that before anything oh, else. Oh, by the piggy treat. I, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think he's going for the best thing first. I think so. Okay, but what about what about Stefaru? I think she saves the best for last. I, I do too. I do too. Yeah. So let's see. <laughs> what does Phil do? I, I don't know. What does Phil do? Okay, so Mark is... You know Phil... He probably, probably Phil eats everything evenly. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, like, and you know, so does Mark. Mark, I was going to say, Mark Ugh. is one of those people who like has a bite from all of the things, and then no. all of the things in the other direction, and that like, yeah, he's he's an equal opportunist. Yeah. No, my dad was a favorite thing last too. My dad is also a favorite thing last. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That explains a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you have it, friends. There you have it. (laughs) World's problems solved. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, John. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for teaching us. 
all the best ways to eat. <laughs> oh, Sandy, thanks so much for all the giggles tonight. And those of you who are listening to us, we, we really appreciate you. And uh, we hope you're not sick of us just yet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll chat with you soon. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Bye, people. People. <laughs>